west of Arkham, the hills rise wild. There are valleys with deep woods that no axe is ever cut. There are dark, narrow glens where the trees slope fantastically. Where thin brooklets trickle without ever having caught a glimpse of sunlight. Hello and welcome to Cheap Scares, a podcast that is as indescribable as it is colorful. I'm your host, Sybil Arnett, and with me... Hi, I am David Schneider. And we've finally run out of those gags. Look, it's been, it's been a long day. I'm really worried about my alpacas. You, you can't hold me to this every single time. <laughs> uh, and today we are covering The Color Out of Space from 2019 by Richard Stanley, uh, co-written by Scarlett Amaris, and starring Nicolas Cage, as well as other people who you're not here for, because you saw him on the poster. Oh, you you mean you're not here for, uh, uh, what's her name from Nip Tuck? Koryanka Kilcher? N- no, no, uh, Jolie Richardson. <laughs> I legitimately forgot who was in Nip Tuck the instant I stopped uh, she played the wife whose name I am trying to find on this list right now, Julia. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a show where I can remember the beats, was... but I couldn't tell you who was in any scene. Ba- basically, I remember, I-, I saw her and I was like, I've seen this TV mom before and just had to narrow it down from there. Anyway. Well, she doesn't play it up to those Ryan Murphy highs in this one. Hello. Uh, a little when, once things really kick off, she uh <laughs> so as you are probably familiar if you are listening to this, uh this movie is based off of an HP Lovecraft story. Um mm-hmm. I personally am not familiar with Lovecraft at all. I always found this the stories to just be kind of just impenetrable, which it turns out, yes, by design. Yeah. Um you can probably guess from uh, last week when I when you uh, named that named the film, and I was like, I've never heard of that, and it turns out it's like one of the top three most famous Lovecraft stories. So, yeah, and that means you probably missed a lot of the um, subtle and not so subtle references to his works they dropped throughout this. It's more of an homage and adaptation than just a straight one to one. Yeah, I I did end up listening to the short story today uh, while, I, while I was at work, and yeah, there was a few things like, ah, Gardener, yes. Yep. And uh, the, like the name of the university that uh, the one character was wearing the shirt of. Miskatonic, yeah. And, but yeah, just, just uh, Lovecraft, the Cthulhu mythos. You could say never really. It's not my kind of story, really. It's especially since I sort of uh, mostly experienced it secondhand through things inspired by Lovecraft's works, and basically a lot of that just means we start describing a thing and then end the sentence, finish it with which no man can comprehend or something like that. 
And it does make for an interesting challenge in adapting this to a visual medium. Yeah. Oh, they showed uh, it. Yeah. They showed it all. And they for did. For better and, or worse. Uh, I think there are some impressive uses of both color and just effects. Uh, it doesn't go hog wild with anything that yeah, you no. need ILM to make, but the usage of CG in this is pretty effective for how minimal it gets pulled out at a time. Yeah. There's there's a few pretty wild puppets too. Yes. Uh but yes, by by showing it all it does also come into my other problem with uh with the Lovecraftian stuff which is uh you know, the whole description is like it's an inco- it's a thing which is beyond human comprehension. And my immediate my immediate reaction hearing that is, okay, like what? Give me an example. Which is the wrong reaction. I understand this. But then if they have an answer, it's Tentacle Planet. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go like watch My Hero Academia or something. You enjoy this. <laughs> uh, the other thing you have to realize is that... Um... A big problem with any of the Lovecraft stories these days is you try and go by the vague descriptions given or some of the art thereof of the creatures. And it's just like, yo, but fur affinity exists. I can see worse than this and (laughs) probably find three people who are really into that. Yeah, I I can find this and also a giant foot in the foreground. (laughs) Yeah, I, I saw a tentacle thing. It was buying a bunch of Wonder Bread. Ugh. Oh, you're familiar. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I did oh. I did not realize how deep that particular nightmare went until recently. Ah. Yeah, having worked in that space. Ugh. It was just like, the Wonder, Wonder Bread? Like, that seems pretty tame. Oh. Uh, hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Why is there so much of... Oh, we're not going to get into the whole uh, like uh, Lovecraft is uh, a notorious racist, Uh, especially more so nowadays as people just keep finding more and more of his writings and like it. This story in particular, like it, there is definitely some sort of like. Oh, the the out the outsider is incomprehensibly terrible, but it's taken to such an extreme you can't really like tie it to any given like person or culture or anything like that. Yeah, pretty much the um, only two things you need to know about that, which will keep it entertaining, are if you don't know what we're talking about, Google HP Lovecraft Cat. And if you are familiar with uh, also noted problematic figure Warren Ellis. I don't know if there was any more succinct takedown of him than an issue of Planetary about you know, one of the immortal cast of this Pulp Fiction universe meeting Lovecraft and a joke that I will not repeat on a microphone. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 a topic which has been uh discussed in great detail by people who are much more qualified and knowledgeable about it than we are so this is just just a fair warning we're not getting into it yeah and i think a lot of the movie is 
kind of designed to flip some of that on its head, especially making yeah. one of the protagonists a black man. Sure. So we start the film with narration over... It, it has Northwestern vibes. Yeah, it's a, it's a misty midday. Uh, there's some rain. And uh, the narration is, of course, directly ver- uh, verbatim from The Color Out of Space. Yeah, the opening narration is taken from the novel, and I will probably have spliced that in because it is a very good start, mood-wise. Yep. And we are hearing Ward Phillips, who is a hydrologist for an unnamed hydroelectric company. Not true. Hydrolit. I did not catch that in the film, so... I think he said it once. (laughs) Gotcha. And I, I I only remember it because he said it immediately, and so it's on my notes right here. <laughs> it's probably on his card when he hands it over in the first scene. So, were we not shown the totem made of Barbie legs in a cross, <laughs> you would probably think this started somewhere in the 1800s. Yeah, or it would be like a flashback to the girl back in ye old days what called down the terror upon this farm no it is actually lavinia gardner the wiccan daughter of our main character and main family we'll meet in a bit and she is attempting to commune with spirits and get herself out of these woods her family lives in and after a bunch of flowery language, she uh, finally says, and also rid my mother, Teresa Gardner, of her cancer. Yep. She is, uh, I don't know if praying is the word. Unfortunately, I am not a Wiccan. I am just a different type of she's, dabbling broad. She's but, doing uh, a ritual. Her, yeah. She is trying to seek protection, freedom, and get me out of here. Yep. And, uh, is this her, what I sound like, by the way? Uh, a little worse than this, honestly. Um, Ooh, got it. But, <laughs> but uh, ah! I, I, I do want to say that uh, this movie takes place probably roughly when it was filmed, 2018. And this girl is supposed to be, what, like 16, 17? At most. It's not specified, and they don't go to school, but... I I absolutely believe that parents of that age uh, would name a daughter of theirs Lavinia in 2002. That is dead on. Well, we also find out that at least one of them is an ex-hippie, so... Yep. Uh, And at this point, Ward walks up and interrupts the ritual, pissing Lavinia off, but not too much because, you know... He's kind of cute. Yeah, uh, she's really mad, and then he's like, he asks if the uh, the ritual was Wiccan or Alexandrian, and she's like, oh, actually, this guy's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But, but and also he's wrong. unfortunately, he guesses wrong, yeah. <laughs> it is a Wiccan ritual, not Alexandrian, and she gives him directions to get off their land. Politely, at the end. 
She's wearing, yeah, she's wearing like a flowy ritual dress sort of thing. She also has uh, some colored streaks in her hair of a a very, uh, let's call it suspicious color. (laughs) Yeah, there there seem to be a couple shades this movie favors. Yeah, it's sort of a pinkish purplish thing. I don't know. Yeah, you'll you'll likely see it as part of the art or whatever for this episode. It's all over the poster. Yeah, it's all over every poster. (laughs) Yep. And in what I'm sure was something that was suggested by one Nicolas Cage, the horse is a white horse named Comet that she rides off. Did we mention she had a horse here? Comet the super horse. Okay. He's a giant... uh, He's a giant Superman fan. I assumed it was a Lovecraft reference, but... That works too. Nope. That's why I think that's Dick Cage, because I don't know if anyone would have named the horse Comet otherwise, especially one that's a dead-on match. Well, I suspected Nicolas Cage of doing something, which uh, if if it weren't for a few events later in the film, I would probably hold on to this as fake truth, um, is that Nicolas Cage showed up one day with a bunch of alpacas. (laughs) And they just wrote it into the movie. That's not what happened, but I I feel like it could have happened. It is incredibly plausible, given everything we know about that dude and his purchasing habits at one point in time. Hey, Richard, I got an idea here. We got to You know what would be great? The animal of the future was just talking with a guy. (laughs) One part of that is a direct movie quote. So, so yes, uh, they they live on a big ass farm. Uh, well, not not big by farm standards, I guess, but it's big by my home standards. And uh, it's a uh, it's a pretty remote. Uh, two stories in an attic has a yeah. basement wine cellar. Uh, the the grounds are big enough to have a squatter that they never see. Yeah. Um. Uh, but. But he got a well, got a barn. Does have some farmland. They grow their own food. He he describes these alpacas that he bought as the animals of the future, and he never like explains what what makes them that. because uh, like they don't produce that much milk. They they probably taste terrible. I it it very strongly implies that uh th- he was taken for a con. <laughs> To buy these alpacas and just absolutely refuses to admit wrongdoing. I mean, what else is he going to do with his day if he doesn't have the alpacas? I know. His wife's the only one who seems to work. But we resume with uh, Ward leaving the movie for a while and Lavinia comes home where Nathan Gardner, Nicolas Cage, I think both of us are just going to call him Nick Cage or dad because they don't say his name much. And uh, he's chilling on the porch, just being, you know, where were you? Where's your brother? Where's I your helmet? Know. Where's your Where's your boots? Yeah. And it's you know a little bit a uh, little bit of overprotective parenting because she's she's not riding this horse at high speed. She's trotting oh. through the woods. But I, you know, accidents could happen at any time. It's true. true. He- and uh, she gets 
everyone off her case by just <laughs> not so subtly suggesting her older brother Benny might have, you know, gone off for a little bit of that <laughs> devil's lettuce. That was I the wrote... sound of me trying to do a joint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote I wrote the uh, the words of wheat jester. <laughs> yes. And uh, despite marrying a hippie, uh, apparently Teresa Gardner, their mother, not the fondest of weed. Like, it seems to be a personal bugaboo of hers. Instantly sets her off. Meanwhile, the youngest son, Jack, probably eight-ish, is just looking down a well somewhere in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah, he he does that a lot, turns out. It's a yeah. cool well, I guess. Yeah, uh, her, her her older brother, the the weed brother, uh, he is in the stable uh, with their dog. Yep. And uh, he found he found some sick aviator goggles from his grand from their grandpa, but um, but he gets dibs on them because she took the compass, which we saw earlier. Uh, she she was looking at it while doing her thing. Yeah, she's using it as a focus. And we don't we we don't really get a lot out of the compass in in this movie, so I assume this that's another one of those uh one of those references. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't place it as such. <clears throat> I think it was just meant to give any depth whatsoever to these characters. <laughs> yeah. I I I did end up listening to this uh, this particular story earlier today. Uh, it, it, I got it as part of the the complete HP Lovecraft collection audiobook, and I don't think I have fifty hours of HP Lovecraft in me. <laughs> There's maybe three or four I'd suggest you do, and you've got a pretty good coverage. Uh, da, 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 da. I also put down that Benny found Digimon goggles, which are basically what they are. They're yep. the ones every kid gets on that show if they're the leader, but a lot older and dirtier. Yes. So, Jack-Jack in the well. Uh, they call the kid Jack-Jack every once in a while, because why not? That you sure. just give your eight-year-old child nicknames like that. Um, he'll, he'll hate them by 12, but it's cool now. Um, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, he just says, uh, Dad said if you look long enough, you can see stars down there. Which, you know. And he, he can see them. Yeah. <laughs> Ominous if you know the source material. Otherwise. But we just get a little bit of uh, wandering around the house, seeing the daily yeah. routine. Family uh, dinner time. Is, yeah, Nathan is farming, cooking, introduces the really cool wine cellar down below that only shows up twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept waiting. Th that... There's an extended shot of that wine cellar, and I kept waiting for it to come back because it's like, they would not put this here if it's not important. And I did eventually forget about it by the time it came back up. Yeah, there's um, a lot of things that seem like they're leading to something, but aren't, and it's yeah. kind of a good fake thought, out in this first segment, I gotta admit. I really thought we would be spending a lot of time down there. Um yeah. I, I do I do want to uh make a special note of the dinner that he cooked, uh cassoulet. Uh it's mush. <laughs> it's, a, it's a mush stew. It's just all beans and carrots and there's like one hot dog in it. 
which he claims is a melange of duck, pork, and regional spices. Yes. And the instant he leaves to get wine out of the cellar, <laughs> Teresa just goes, all right, look, we won't let him cook again. I swear I will take the meetings earlier next time. <laughs> yes, she's uh, she was late for dinner because she was having a uh, a meeting in the attic uh, over the computer. She does stocks or something. They have they have a nice ratio confluence. I don't know, but uh, the, their router just kind of sucks. They're on satellite. Don't ever do that. Well, uh, they probably don't have a lot of choice, considering their location. I'm just saying, if you got enough money to be out in the boonies, you can pay for that T1 line. Get get yourself a fiber connection. Yep. We continue to follow the family around as the children sort of veg out in their own ways before bed. Pretty much the whole first 20 minutes is just, here is this family. Look at this family. Mm-hmm. Benny is a uh, bit of a nerd, like space. Yes. Jack is eight and living remotely, so he doesn't really have a personality yet. He's he has, just a mama he boy. He has dinosaur p- pajamas. And Lavinia is looking around at all of her different talismans and copies of the Necronomicon and Wiccan artifacts. Yeah, I'd... Uh... I really don't know how I feel about how she just has a paperback Necronomicon and it works. I, I don't, I, like, it's a gag. I get it. I don't, I don't, I don't think I like it. I mean, it doesn't even credit the mad monk Abdul Lazaret on it. <laughs> you will hear that 7,000 times if you listen to too much Lovecraft. Okay. Uh, they were very, very fond of telling you who made the cursed tome, the Necronomicon. Well. But on the porch, Nathan and Teresa are just kind of chatting about how they hate how they've become their parents. And they seem to begrudge theirs. But no, we're doing this right, right? We we got away from it all, even though I keep bringing my work home to me and you don't really do anything, and do we really have four alpacas still? You did that? <laughs> he he mentions at some point that uh, his his dad was uh, and it claimed that he would never make it as a painter. I don't think we ever see him painting in the movie. Not a once. I I almost wonder if this thing went through a couple of drafts with how many red herrings they throw in in this first act. Yeah, uh, I mean, it could it could easily just be a big fat inheritance, and so he he just doesn't really need to work yet. That's sort of what I figure, given how much wine is in that cellar. Holy crap! <laughs> this is not a bare bones wine cellar. This is yeah. underneath the entire first floor of the house. There are racks and racks. Yeah, I, I have a uh, a coworker who has family that works in the wine business, and every Christmas he's just got like twenty bottles to pass around. Nice. I used to work at a liquor store, and we did not get bottles of wine. We would get here, take a sixer <laughs> and one bottle of the hard stuff. You've earned it. <laughs> you did On real good. Here's a popst. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had a coworker who did choose that as his reward every time. Ugh. He was not picky, and somehow he seemed to think that it was going to come out of his paycheck or something, rather than take something interesting. I mean, I could understand why he would think that. Given that boss? Yes. So their conversation swiftly, uh, well, not swiftly, it, it, their conversation turns to, uh, they start kissing, and then she immediately breaks it off and basically says, like, I don't feel sexy anymore. Uh, they don't specifically say that she had a mastectomy, but they talk all the way around it. Um, yep. And he's like, well, you know, I'm a leg man. And then she, they, they start going off on, uh, like, okay, well, if I have my legs cut, cut off, will you still love me? And they start talking about, like, tucking her in the carry-on luggage. And it's just like, these people read manga. <laughs> You don't know. They could be art house cinema lovers, and in fact, it's a Boxing Helena reference. Sure. Yeah, that's a film we're never going to cover. I, I agree. <laughs> Familiar, are you? No. Okay. No, we've, uh, you've given me enough. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm good. Uh, but they do end up making their way upstairs, and they, too, go to bed, and, you know, something clicks. Something's yeah. still there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little conversation, and they, they, they start, start, uh, get, getting a little, uh, a little handsy. They're, they're, they're on their way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at this point? Jack-Jack starts hearing something rattle. The dog's getting a little upset. Uh, Benny's House. drooling at his computer screen as it starts flickering. Yep. And the purple. Yep. There's a, a, a purple thing in the sky with a big purple ring around it. Mm-hmm. And eventually it hits with uh, what will later be described as the sound of a sonic boom and then a burst of light over the whole house. Yep. Nobody really reacts to it except for the dog. Uh, Jack a little th this bit. Is, this, is, this is the start of the weird shit. Yep. Lavinia's just lying there with her headphones on. Uh... Benny, as mentioned, is just staring at his computer screen and drooling, which is a bad sign. Yep. Then uh, they just kind of all stay that way for a little bit until Jack-Jack starts screaming. Yep. And that, combined with the sound outside, is what finally kills the mood and the parents decide to check up on the kids. So... Jack has gone into shock and is not responding to anything when they find him. Uh, we get a lot of setup through this bit. The little bits of the conversation. The hospital is an hour away. Uh, the internet is out. Uh, da -da -da. And Cage says he starts smelling something at this point in the film. Yep. The, the uh, meteor stinks. Yeah. Everybody will... agrees that the meteor just smells awful. He's the only one who puts a description to it, though. It will later be described as 
like the smell of the room my father died in, antiseptics and solvents. Yeah, yeah, he... I I don't know, I, I wonder if that's specifically the smell everybody is smelling or if he's just his uh basically the the way this all works uh, i'm sure if you're familiar with uh with these sorts of things is uh sort of their their senses just sort of start falling apart basically just their brains just don't quite work right no more I and, think uh, one descriptor of what happens to them in this sort of genre would be uh, synesthesia corruption. Sure, sure, yeah. It's uh, sights and sounds that uh, just do something, just rewire something inside there, and it's just, you're never going to be quite the same again. Um, one thing I did notice the film starts doing around here is uh, basically each scene has a specific point of view character. Uh, who has, you know, it, mo- basically most of their uh, faculties with them at this particular point in time. And everyone around them is <laughs> some level of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Uh, it's, it's, there's, there's a few where it's, it's a little blurry, but mo- those are mostly near the end. Um, but almost every single time there is the character that we are following through the scene and they're fine and just reacting to the things. And then it'll switch to another character. And the person that we were just following is also starting to act strange. It's a, it's it's an interesting way to, uh, to flow through the storyline. And it um, it makes for a good gimmick, especially when we start handing those off mid scene, and you're not sure, yep, what to trust. They they play around well with this concept, but but uh, he he doesn't want to take this child to the emergency room. It's an hour away, which yeah, I personally I think at this. Like, I know the hospital isn't going to help, but they don't. And also, I feel like maybe when your child stops responding to all sort of stimulus, you should try getting any kind of expert opinion. But Jack just snaps out of it and wants to sleep in their bed tonight. So there goes that. There goes a lot of that. Oh, that was already gone. (laughs) Yep. But the mood is dead, and in the morning, they call the police and other civil servants out, and the meteor has kind of crumbled a bit from the glowing rock that was outside prior. Yep. Uh, the the mayor is also uh, also there. Uh, she's she is uh, currently in campaign, as they describe through or they show through the movie. We see like a couple of her commercials um and she has arrived she is completely not dressed for what she's doing she's uh she's in high heels and like uh she's holding her hands out in that way that says i just got my nails done and this is the most important thing in my life right now (laughs) i did not drive here and i am not going to touch your woods dirt (laughs) i yes (laughs) yeah um yeah, he he's Jesus. just 
he's describing uh, what happened last night, and he starts with, uh, I was going to make love w- with my wife for the first time in six months. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is the first part where nobody can really describe the color. It's uh, yep. pink, a purple, uh, glow. He eventually just settles on, I don't know. Yep. Which... And I, I'm not expecting this movie to invent a color. That's nope. that's completely unfair, <laughs> but it is kind of silly when you can 100% describe it. Also, yes. uh, I did find out that the 4K Blu-ray of this, for mm-hmm. some reason, is not in HDR. What? Why? Yeah, would- this movie, this movie about the bright colors. <laughs> That is a damn shame. Yeah, that's a mistake. Because I'm probably going to buy a copy of this. This is a good one. This is going right up there with the admittedly better version of this film, Annihilation, but also good. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the middle of this, Ward re-arrives in the story, and he's just like, oh, that's weird. And also, this might be radioactive. Huh. Let's touch Ward it. Ward is the... Only real scientist in this film. (laughs) Yeah. There are other scientists described, but we don't ever see them. Yeah, some people do some work off camera, but Ward is the only person who will science anything. They're over at the university in town. Yep. The nearby town of Arkham, you see. Yes. Which, of, uh, of course, that's why they called it Arkham Asylum. Yep. Over in that Batman, was a nod. Uh, the mayor, not the fondest of Mr. Gardner, and she leaves the scene with uh, crapping all over his wishes to just keep this whole thing quiet and should have sold this place to me when you had the chance, Nathan. So, great. Yep. We don't really and... see much more of the mayor. It's She's mostly just, like, around in on TV and such. Yeah, I think she's only in one other scene, and it's just there to be the the man's hubris that will destroy us all. <laughs> eh. um. Everyone starts getting a little off at this point, and Ward notices while he's around. Yep. That's because, because... That's because he's the center point of the scene now. Mm-hmm. And he also wasn't around the big explosion of whatever that color was. So, mom's getting weird about Lavinia. Oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're at that age where you'd absolutely be attracted to, and just, like, really fumbling that yeah. conversation. Yeah, it's basically just, like, look at that, look at the gap between your socks and that skirt, you little slut. Yep. And um, so she runs almost up. direct quote, yeah. So, and and she, the, the teen girl naturally just runs off to cry at that point because, like, what are you gonna do? Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Ward has followed <laughs> uh, Nathan and Benny outside to learn how you milk the alpacas. This yeah, is, I, I think, where we get animal of the future. <laughs> uh, I, I believe this is to scare him away from their from his daughter. <laughs> To scare yeah. Ward away. That that seems to be the impression that I'm getting. It's just like, 
I I don't know what the like the end goal is from milking an alpaca, but it doesn't uh, like unsettle him. So yeah, at most he <laughs> offers him a bit of milk. He goes, uh, lactose intolerant. Your loss. <laughs> he just chugs it. Yeah, right out of a bucket. Ah, uh, but uh. at this point. Ward continues his surveying of the region, and he runs into Ezra, Tommy Chong, who is just chilling in a little greenhouse shed. Yeah, he's he's got a, a tiny house. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> Damn it. So, yeah, um, it, that immediately answers the question of why do we just have a squatter here? Uh you're uh, why you're not going to kick Tommy Chong off of your property, and also it answers where Benny's get, been getting weed when he can't go into town. Oh, he's got so much. Oh yeah, it's lifetime supply in there. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Tommy Chong has just leaned into being America's weed elemental alongside Willie Nelson. <laughs> oh, um, when when he's about to go, um. D- d- uh, dad is like, uh, well, you know, he, he, I'm sure you want to talk to him, but he might want to talk. He might not want to talk to you, which is yeah. like, you know, those n- notoriously racist hippies. I mean, Ezra is one baseball cap away from being Dale Gribble. <laughs> The man has the pl- the man has wired up the woods with cameras. All they say is that he used to be an electrician. Yep. He's got a whole room full of screens in this tiny house, and he just keeps recording devices that go everywhere, including <laughs> underground. Is a he's just got like a reel to reel. Yep, and uh... it's a. Uh... Yeah, but, uh, you, you again, they're establishing a lot of things that aren't going to matter until very far into the movie. And also, the more I think about it, that is a two-room shed. Why is half of that shed just nothing but recording equipment? There's he, no, there doesn't a, seem to be like a basement path or anything, no second room. Maybe he's a vampire. You know what? It wouldn't even be the strangest turn in this movie. Yeah, he has a cat. <laughs> he does he have a cat. He has, quote, a pussy named G-Spot. Which is totally hilarious. I, I wrote that in my notes with the sigh of someone who knows we have to discuss this, don't we? Discuss is a, a strong term. It's basically just there for two jokes, yeah. But around here is where Ward is offered a cup of coffee by Ezra. And he looks at it and is like, uh, something's, something's floating in this. Oh, yeah, something about the aquifer. Uh, this does not seem like the time of year when you should be having things floating. You mind if I, like, take a sample of this? They're real, they're real, like, dismissive about this going to test the water business, you damn city boy. 
I he only mentions it to Ezra at first, and Ezra's just like, yeah. you do that, man. Well, Benny's there too, and he's he's also unimpressed. Yeah. Benny's probably just getting a contact high from existing around Ezra. Whereas Ward is too straight-laced and moral to fall victim to the charms of Mary Juana. He was offered a joint, uh, and he was like, no, thank you. And uh, Ezra just goes, yeah, I thought so. Ward does have giant square vibes. He's the only hydrologist I've ever seen who gives off are you a cop vibes. Look, he's here to do some, he's here to do business. Damn it. And science. And, including... and, and science. He, he has a tent for business and science. Yeah, he's just, he's just got a jeep and a tent and a lot of equipment, including a radio. But he, uh, he runs a litmus strip through the water, which, you know, that's the first thing you do with anything like this. Not look at it under a microscope, look for some kind of contamination. Now you just you just want to make sure it's acidic, and um, it is because mm -hmm. it turns red, and then white, and then glows, and that's not good. No, not at all. Yeah, the the color uh does sort of shift uh along the red red to pink to purple spectrum uh as the movie goes on. It never quite settles on any one thing. And they use it for a couple of really good effects, like when the blood starts getting neon. Yeah, this... Which I'm sure was actually used to get around some rating stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's, it does get a little gory. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, over at the gardener place, uh, lightning keeps striking the meteor over and over and over. Yep. Lavinia is outside and she is thrilled. <laughs> it just keeps coming to it. It's attracting the lightning. <laughs> and yeah, cool. no one is like... We need to get the hell out of here. So, all the electronics are starting to go nuts. Ward's radio is not working. The TVs and monitors in the house are on the fritz. Uh, oh, there's a noise in the woods. I better go check that out. Yep. And it's just like, he, he just basically just finds some fog that occasionally turns the color. It's, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, and then his car turns I, on. Ah, that is the weirdest one. Yeah, Ward's car just comes on briefly and flashes its lights at him, and then it turns off. Okay, <laughs> very scary. Yep. But the next day, uh, it turns out that uh, it's a bad day to be Nathan Gardner because at this point, the News anchors from the town that the mayor sent over, kind of hoping to drive some tourist business out of this whole thing, are there to find out that there's now just a giant hole in the ground where a bunch <laughs> of lightning struck this thing repeatedly. Also, the uh, the surroundings are starting to resemble a certain color. Just like little little uh, plants and things here and there. There's a I noticed a salamander sitting on the well that uh, its spots were also the color. Uh, the first real blatant one, because, yeah, there's a couple little nods, but these very fuchsia flowers are springing up around and just barely past the well. Mm -hmm. But the news, the news anchors <laughs> are just 
<laughs> They're awful. Oh, yeah. And as the whole family is seeing this, it's just like, oh, why did they keep that in there? They couldn't even give me a comb. I never said UFO. <laughs> yeah, they keep t- listing him on this Chiron as <laughs> UFO, uh, UFO alleged something. I don't think it's Survivor. Witness? Uh, something like that, yeah. It's a real good one because, yeah, he's just a laughingstock. And this is basically the last anyone in town is going to think about the Gardner meteor for a bit. But as all this is going on, uh, he's getting heated and Teresa is just cooking dinner because, damn it, we can't trust Nathan in the kitchen. (laughs) And this is when Jack goes to get his mother and go, hey, mom, come see dad's on TV. She's very aggressively chopping some carrots. She's uh, kind of just staring straight ahead, just mutilating the carrot, pretty much. And speaking of mutilating, Jack runs in just in time for Mom to cut off two of her fingers and get sprayed with blood. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yep. We're just right off there. to the races. It's right on screen, just right there for you to see. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, they show you the fingers, they show you the blood hit the kid. And and she just keeps going. Yep, yeah, she does not stop it. Uh, Dad, Mom's hurt. And then she just raises her hand and stumps at the ends of a couple of fingers, and she goes, dinner's ready. Yeah. Which it, it is absolutely is not, even if she hadn't just chopped her fingers off. Yeah. So, um... Nathan decides this is the time where we're going to drive the hour to the hospital. (laughs) Benny, you're in charge. Make sure those alpacas get inside. Can't say she's faking this one. Nope. This is, yes, uh, but yes, this is an alpaca curfew, damn it. (laughs) They gotta be inside by ten. Why? I I don't know. It's gremlin rules. (laughs) They're the animal of the future, you know. True. If you let alpacas get wet or eat <laughs> flowers after midnight, uh, occasionally you get uh, mogwai. You know, th- this movie does bear that out, actually. Yes. Uh, but the uh, the house starts to get a little weird at this point. Yeah. The the time the time starts speeding up. Uh, as yep. as this goes on, each day is. Uh, it's a little bit shorter, and they're, it's kind of just like a few minutes at this point. Yeah, from here, things start accelerating quite a lot. And meanwhile, Jack is wandering out and just whistling at the well. Yes. Which is actually incredibly creepy when Lavinia comes out and it's like, Jack, why are you out here in the middle of the... Shh, I'm talking to the man in the well. <laughs> and... Then she's like, oh, well, that's not. And then she stops when something whistles back. Yep, we've been uh, we've been hearing a a very high pitched whistle uh, here and there throughout the movie, which always seems to be like like everybody kind of gets a headache as soon as that plays. There's there's a noise going around, which is not helping. Yeah, this is the first time they really foreground it. It's just sort of been, 
anyone's a little freaked out and you just go, oh, that's a weird musical sting. But now it's like, <laughs> oh, no, that's that's real. Yeah, that's this is happening. And so we start to get over the next day while the parents can't call home from the hospital. There's interference on both ends of the phone call. Kind of just sounds like a, a guy yelling over static. Yeah, I would be curious because it seems different and there's definitely a voice, but I don't know if it's just them garbling the other actor in each case. Yeah, I, d sure. I, d I don't think that's it, but I never quite identified what it is. Ooh, yeah. spooky. I, I mean, yeah, if, <laughs> if two people who are doing a bunch of podcast and audio work can't pick it out immediately, you probably did a good job as a basic rule. Sure. Jack is the one who is most obsessed with this while the parents are away, and he is entirely cool with it when something pulses in the well. Yeah, it's an egg. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try describing this, or should I? Uh, uh, it, it, it is sort of a praying mantis. Most, it's most like a praying mantis, uh, but it, it is the color. Uh, it has way too many legs. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it's uh like about the size of like a gerbil. And it has butterfly wings, yep. um little mouth tentacles. Yes, yes, once we get a good close up of those. They just keep zooming in on this thing and it keeps finding more ways to look wrong as it happens. It's a pretty good shot actually. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting approximation of of the the this is like the thing I know, but not. And every time you think, oh, that's not right. Oh, that's no. Oh, now the mouth now tendrils are really <laughs> the one that takes it over the edge to. Oh, oh, it's about to fly off. And then it just kind of stops and notices Jack standing there. That's prob that's probably going to be an issue. Yeah. It's a, it's a little too sapient. Yes. Meanwhile, Lavinia has her own problems because uh, she's washing the dishes and yeah. goes, oh, yeah, knife covered in mom blood. Cool. Someone's got to do it. Don't puke. Don't puke. Don't puke. And then there's just this flash of color while she's holding it. And then it's in the water. And then blood is pouring out of the sink. Uh, time has passed. Uh, yup. The the clock went from eleven twenty to five forty five, which I, I'm not sure exactly how literal that's supposed to be because uh, the the amount it, it like as soon as she comes to that's when it overflows. It's they play with it. I think it goes both ways because sometimes they seem to make it seem like oh. The characters are just hearing the sound or under the influence, and they're just tranced out for a while. But then there's a comment from Benny that's just like, I went outside, and I was feeding the llama, or the alpacas, and then I w it was just dark. Yes. <laughs> uh, he got lost. Yes. It's so dark I couldn't see. Yeah. So, uh, turns out she pukes after yep. all that. Yeah, she's she, she's been kind of like uh uh her her uh her stomach's been making gurgles throughout this whole day and this one finally finally does the job. Yep. 
And this is the time when, uh, at her lowest, Ward, the cute hydrologist, shows back <laughs> up at the door and is like, Hey, Lavinia, how you doing? Um, don't, like, how you do- Uh, I feel terrible. Please go away. Cool. Um, about that, do not drink <laughs> the water. Do not drink the water. Yep. And she she doesn't even seem to, like, understand the words that he's, he is saying at this point. Yeah. She She's- She looks- terrible <laughs> which you know five seconds after you're puking and god knows what happened well I, again we've shifted uh protagonist mm-hmm. so she's uh, so she's he... under an influence of some sort and he walks past jack who's just staring at the one he's like what you looking at i've got a friend okay then <laughs> he just leaves <laughs> we've spoken twice it's like, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. I've got enough problems. Yep. And, you know, does the polite thing. All right, I'm going to go talk to Ezra. And uh, Ezra's door is unlocked and there is just silence. And inside, Ezra's reorganizing, man. <laughs> hey, have you seen G-Spot? I ain't seen that cat around in a bit. Um... Yeah, he he's he's uh painted his face a little bit. I, I I don't really recognize the design. I don't know if it's supposed to be anything other than he's just slowly going more something cuz he's got a little bit of face paint in the first scene. You could maybe just put it down as oh, hippie stuff, but this is starting to yeah. convey the vibes of your mascara is running after a bad crying jag. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's clearly escalating. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something down there. I heard them while I slept, shuffling around, chattering. They're talking <laughs> down there. The people under the floor, man. The aliens. And, and uh, Ward listens to the recording. He's like, uh, it sounds strange, I guess. He offers a few weird. plausible expl- explanations. But no, Ezra's Ezra's damn certain that what he's yep. hearing are aliens, and it is under the ground. I, I I wrote down his little speech here. It's a you don't get it, do you? It's not out there. It's in here. It's in the static. It's in the moisture. Up is down. Fast is slow. What's in here is out there, and what's out there is in here now. Comprendo? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Word so does not comprendo. That, uh, he just, he's just like, uh, I'll let you know if I see G-Spot. <laughs> oh, you might see her, but I don't know if you'll recognize her. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, okay, uh, uh speaking... d- drink some bottled water. D- d- yeah, just stick to the bottle stuff. So at this point, Nathan and Teresa are driving back, and it's like, I'm just so embarrassed. I can't believe I did that. I don't know what got into me. Well, it's all right. You know, just just be careful. Just try not to type with those. Don't bump it on anything. (laughs) And they uh, nearly hit a giant mutant cat that's hissing at them in the middle of the road. So they start getting real nervous. And it's like, maybe we should get back home quicker. Uh, she she immediately calls, and it goes as well as the previous times they've tried to call. Yep. Uh, we see that, in this case, no one even has the phone. It's just sitting on a table downstairs. No one is near it. 
Lavinia's upstairs. Jack is outside with the dog. The dog hates it as the color starts <laughs> oozing out of the well. Yep, and he goes to chase it, and then there's some bad sounds. Oh, yeah. I thought we heard the dog die off screen, and we probably would have been happier if it had. <laughs> I don't I don't recall seeing the dog again in any any capat or it's part of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's fair. Yep. Uh that's true. It it did have too many heads. It did. Yeah. One of them didn't <laughs> look like the others. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Lavinia is just covering her ears and trying to drown out the sound with music, and it's not doing well. She goes to try and talk to Benny, and his PC is pulsing in the corner. Uh, finally, she goes downstairs, finds him. They're both very upset, and like, something is wrong here. Yeah, they, Nothing they, is right here. They finally realized that this is, this is beyond a problem. Yes, but they, we, are, we they, gotta they get are, to town tomorrow. They are also not equipped to properly describe it. Uh, there is a very teenager discussion. You still have that girlfriend in town? Uh, we <laughs> broke up and she wasn't really my girlfriend. And yeah, It doesn't matter. <laughs> not important. Yeah. yeah, we should go stay with her tomorrow. We're going to take the car into town. <laughs> And uh, they hear the phone inside and say, it's probably dad. I hope it's dad. <laughs> but the walls start pulsing as the lights dim around them. And the car pulls up with Jack staring in the middle of the road. Yeah, they do. They do the really dramatic uh, kid standing in the darkness and there's a bright light behind him. What, whatever you call that shot. You, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> It's yeah, a, I, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's a, the first time I remember that. Sure. Uh, it turns out the light is the headlights of the parents returning. Yep. And um, Nathan Gardner, ex-hippie, generally burnout kind of man, comes out of the car raging. Why is your brother out in here? In the Why are there alpacas out here? Benny, did you get too high to do anything? <laughs> And they're like, Dad, something, Dad, and he just doesn't listen. You didn't even feed them. Look at this. They're just eating the crops. It's like, I, I, I did feed them. They're refusing <laughs> to eat. They are right. alpacas. Yeah. And uh, at this point, we have entered the phase yes. of the movie where he is caging out. Oh, you he, know what that means. He starts to cage out real, real hard. Yeah. As he goes to tend to the children that he actually loves. Mm-hmm. So Teresa's carrying Jack upstairs, and you know she's he's gonna sleep in their bed tonight. But um, Nathan's like, I, I've been at the, I've been out in the hospital for twenty four hours. We're gonna, I'm just taking a shower. I'm not going to bed yeah. like this. Well, well, uh, uh, another important thing is, uh. Uh, he's he's wondering like where where's the dog and Lavinia's like I I think they got him <laughs> and finally he just goes nothing has been fucking this place up oh I think this is the part where Jack says 
he's gone to be on a farm with grandpa about the dog. <laughs> or or, and, uh, or he was asking about it or something. It's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Teresa is very much trying to calm Jack down and all. Yeah. This is what sets Nathan off and he heads into the shower where the uh, the water's being pretty weird. Yeah. A little, and, a little weird. Well, like coming out kind of as a physical thing that latches onto his arm and like half burns it. Yeah, there's there's just sort of unclear. Yeah, there's a blob just standing on top of the drain and he reaches Mm -hmm. over and just picks it up and then just immediately tentacles just all over his hand and then he beats it up. Yeah. (laughs) And his response is, ah, drains have shit growing in them. And and after that, we get the the best worst line in the movie. Uh, he's complaining about the smell that he still smells. Uh, it, it, exactly the same spell, smell as the cancer ward where my father was. You know, death, disinfectant. You know the cancer smell better than anybody. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. This is the part where... Uh, Jack asks, is Sam with Grandpa now? Because I do have that line. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. This this whole scene is just uncomfortable from every single angle, and you feel terrible for Teresa. Whew. Like, isn't it bad enough that she's just got this giant cast on her hand for the entire rest of the movie? Yep. It, 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 the cast is just like like the blood is still just seeping through it. Yeah, in places cuz you know, you can only do so much with that while it heals. Yeah. And the the cinematography is definitely getting weirder at this point. Like we're starting to focus behind people with the camera a little just nice. Really add to the effects. And it's another the day. Next. Yeah, it's uh but it's the next morning. Everyone got some sleep. And they're feeling and better Nathan. than ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is the only time we see Nathan doing anything that even resembles work, because he's out with the plants. He's farming. Yeah, he's harvesting and his gigantic tomatoes. Pumpkin tomatoes. They they look like a hybrid. His arms are very rashy. There's like they look like wrinkles in they, his arm where those tendrils touched him uh yeah we uh, by the time we get a better look at them it's it's like uh just a completely red version of like a cracked desert floor yeah yeah looks, salt dunes it looks salt flats bad and he's mentioning that oh man this is great like these are blooming a month early they're big <laughs> some bitches. Great. So he's just pulling <laughs> these all in. And at this point, Teresa cannot get any internet. She is losing she is hemorrhaging customers and she's the one raging while he's washing yep. these fruits. Well, he's he's not just washing the fruits. He's he, he's trying to eat the fruits. <laughs> and uh he he takes a big old bite and just spits it right back out, and then this ar- as this argument continues, he just starts biting every single one of them, 
one at a time and they're all bad. And finally, he just starts screaming and just slam dunking them into the trash right in front of her. Yes. <laughs> and then finally, she's just like, I'm going to go take a nap. You fix that dish. He's like, he just mm-hmm. sort of stands at the sink for a second. Then he goes, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> and what he does instead is pour himself a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the ice cubes are starting to glow now. So, uh, yeah, this is where we see his arms. They're leathery. He actually takes one of the cubes out and starts wiping it on there, which is like, ugh. I mean, it's not it's not really the grossest thing in the movie, but it's it's on the scope of something that you could see yourself actually doing. It's just so many little things that are unpleasant combined into one. Yep. Uh, Especially because the prosthetics he's got on for the rest of the film really are unpleasant when we get a direct view of them. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the TV is, uh... The TV basically just starts freaking out for the whole rest of the movie. And it it's, like, what it, it's static with something in the background... Uh, like, it's basically Cthulhu vision. Yep. And, you know, since we've stopped seeing Benny's computer at this point, we're just gonna see... Uh, Nathan keeps falling asleep in front of this thing rather than with anyone else for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's off in his own world now. Yep. Lavinia is upstairs. She is packing. She decides that maybe she's gonna bring the Necronomicon to... Benny is outside and everything is purple now. Like, this whole, all the grass is purple. All the trees are starting to look a little wrong with new leaves. There is a fog that is matching this color. It is a sight. And Lavinia upstairs is trying another ritual. Yeah, candles, seems, sage. That's the smart play right slicing now. Slicing her arm open to sacrifice blood to the Book of the Dead. Yeah. And just starts carving runes all over herself. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Jack is outside too with Benny, and uh, both of them are just walking towards the barn. And yep. there's silence, because it's like, um... Well, there's not they, quite silence. Well, they're, they're there's not enough making, silence. They're not making noise. Yeah. Well, there's silence <laughs> when they walk towards it. When they get in, there's horrible noises. The alpacas sound displeased. The alpacas sound meatier and gurglier. Uh, we don't see them dead on right now, but we get just enough shots of um, moving tissue in the dim light. Flesh and teeth and eyeballs. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, uh, Sam. You can hear one different voice from the heads. That's where you <laughs> first find out, oh, there's the dog. Okay. I, I did not catch on to that, but... Ew. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this thing comes out of one of the heads. It is this glow, and Benny starts hoofing it uh and jack falls do you remember the water tentacle from the abyss Mm-hmm. 
it's basically that, but it's it's like the purple. <laughs> yeah. What if instead of being a top of the line '90s CG effect, it was instead just this neon vaporwave nightmare that pursued you? <laughs> and um, Teresa has heard all the commotion and screaming at this point, and. She sees this thing bolting for her kid, and she runs in front of Jack and tries to shield him. Yep. Mistake. And that was a bad move. We don't <laughs> see why for a minute, but Benny does not react well to this. Uh, they basically, they get a full force uh, tentacle lightning attack. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like they're getting hit by something out of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we we catch everyone up. At, oh, oh, they they have also Cronenberg together. Yep. We we don't see it for a while. We just hear it. Yeah. They take them over to the couch, and we just see the back of the couch in like one hand. And she's yes. just going. Uh, uh, Lavinia has come out during all this, and she's you know carved runes into herself and everyone's just kind of like you know what sure that's tonight <laughs> that's tonight in a nutshell really all right <laughs> um the car is not starting because uh, nathan is obviously going yes. maybe i should bring them to a doctor but he yes. just flips out uh the car is a cocksucker yep which he 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 just yells yells that a few times, and then just starts screaming, just ah ah ah, for a long time. <laughs> it's about thirty seconds. Ah, uh, somehow in the morning, Teresa and Jack are still alive on that couch, and Lavinia has the horrendous declaration that oh. Her body is just trying to reassimilate <laughs> Jack. Yeah. It's just, just really calm, like just d describing a normal thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is, the child is just completely fused onto her back. And there's and it's something yeah. going on. It's it nothing is like even even if you were to take this as a normal thing, it's they're still not connecting quite right. No. Um, it's only Benny and Lavinia inside right now, and he's saying it's it's not just matter, it's time as well. How long has it been? How long since Dad went outside to start <laughs> that? At this point, he comes back in, and all he says is, Car is not happening. <laughs> uh, uh, around this time, Sunlight is starting to uh, hurt the creature, because I think we can just call it a creature now. Uh, I, I, I started calling it them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, With capital T. Uh, so they carry them upstairs in a rug, all three of the remaining gardeners, to the attic. And they just leave yep. them on a mattress in the corner, because they don't really know what to do. Uh, but the both of them start shrieking in this horrible unison, as do the alpacas outside. And Nathan, ex-hippie, generally chill dude, <laughs> grabs a shotgun yeah, and says that 
you're going to leave my family alone. Yeah, they have a gun rack. It's just in uh, it's just in the attic office Mom has been using. <laughs> There's nothing to unpack there. You know, it, at but, this point, it's not even, like, top 50 of my problems. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. The, the thing we return to in that room is way more upsetting, but Nathan goes downstairs and he just starts firing into the alpaca chimera head by head. And we finally get a good shot of this thing now that it's daylight, even yeah. through just cracks in the barn. It is multi-headed. It is hairless. The eyes are shifting all around. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen Full Metal Alchemist, uh, mm -hmm. it, it's that, but like five animal heads. <laughs> and all it does is scream. Well, what else is it going to do at this point? <laughs> I suppose you've got a point. I would also probably scream as part of that collective. But he finishes it off, and we cut back to um, Ugh. Mom lapping at a bowl of water. He's just making a f the an amazing face. Uh, Benny is holding the bowl. He's just like, well, mm -hmm. this is our life now. Jack has stopped moving at this point. Ugh. And yep. this is when a blood-covered Nathan just walks back into the room, and he's very tired. He says, go downstairs, both of you. What are you going to do? Handle it. Like you handled the alpacas? Get out. Uh, yeah, at this point, Benny just decides, you know what, we have gone above and beyond here. It's... We 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 cannot do anything else, and he just kind of drags her. Uh, he drags Lavinia out. Yeah, hey, li Liv, we're gonna go. We're gonna go now. <laughs> and I did not take down Nathan's speech, but it is very. He po he points the gun directly at uh, her head, and then he decides, no, actually. Uh, and well, goes in for a kiss, and, and there's, that's when he changes his mind. There's some goop coming off. It does. It doesn't sound like he's changing his mind. It sounds like he's like trying to say reassuring things, uh, like he's the you know we're get, I'm gonna go out and get help, and then we're gonna go on that trip. Holy shit, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. But then he just actually leaves. Yeah. And, and so she's just still they're they're still there. <laughs> I really cannot uh, overemphasize the prosthetics and stuff on uh, this mother-child hybrid. Unbelievably gross. It is really yeah. hard to look at at any point. There are really only three, I guess four if we count the wounds on Lavinia for the rest of the film. There's really only three three big practical effects pieces in this. There's the alpaca chimera. There's the some of the scenes with Teresa Jack thing. Yeah. There's Nathan's arms. Ugh. Ugh. And I guess one more, which is Ward is, you know, <laughs> at the mayor's office. He's just hearing her basically say, 
you know, fuck you, fuck your research, fuck your contamination. We're getting that damn, I need this. It's part of my yeah. campaign platform. I'm more important than you. Uh... And Ward walks outside and he is not being ignored by everyone because the sheriff is like, so, uh, <laughs> hey, come check. You're this a scientist, out. right? <laughs> hey, look at this guy found this, uh, out by the Carver place. And he does not say what this has... is. <laughs> yeah. Just some stuff under a tarp in the back of his truck. And he flips it up. And there is definitely the remains of whatever happened to G spot. Uh, I think one of them identifies there's some birds here. Think a bit of a deer. They, it's just a big pile of d dead animal flesh. Just they look all... like they've been hit by radiation burns. Yes, and also seven trucks each. <laughs> yeah. And um, the sheriff and Ward decide we're going to get in a car and we're <laughs> going to go check on the gardeners right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so... At the farm, Lavinia and Benny are preparing Comet. Yep. The horse's eyes start glowing, though. Cool. And Benny goes into the barn for the saddle very carefully. Like, I don't know what's in here. I don't <laughs> know if that thing is going to glow at me again. And while he's taking his time, Comet just hauls ass. He wants nothing to do with this. Honestly, the most sensible thing anybody's done for about half the movie. Yep. But Benny comes out with the saddle, does him no good. <laughs> they got no horse. And unfortunately, this is where he breaks, because he hears a noise from the well and goes, It's Sam. I hear Sam down there. <gasps> like that that is not a thing. Benny, do not No no, I'm just gonna get him. We can't leave him here. It's like, <laughs> oh my god. No, please stop, please. Please yep. don't do this, please. <laughs> mm -hmm. And of course he does. He starts climbing down, and then the light just arcs up and consumes him. The last thing he does is put on those goggles, but they do nothing. So, um, Lavinia, before <laughs> she can just yeah, it's leave. about one second later. Dad just grabs her by the hair and is like, where are you thinking of going? I gotta do everything around here. And she is in full on. I am being kidnapped by a maniac. I will do anything. What are your demands? How can I get out of this with my skin on my body? I, I love you. I will do whatever you can. And he's just like, I don't want to be like my father, which. Mm. Yeah, uh, he. So Nick Cage is at this point alternating between full caging outrage and also oh right nick cage is an actor who is an award-winning performer <laughs> and you remember that because he's selling the swings from i'm sane to i'm insane to i need you to believe me it, he is he's, not missing a beat for is, the rest of this film he is all over the place every other sentence it's mm -hmm. it cannot be easy to keep up and then he just whips Lavinia into the attic <laughs> and starts chaining the door as yeah, he goes, now feed your mother. It's it's like a giant Resident Evil lock and chain. 
It's just yeah. like a novelty thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the sheriff and ward are driving up and it has gotten foggy from the sunlight they were yeah. dealing with in town. And this is when the horse runs past. Yeah. They're like, let's turn on the let's turn on the sirens and speed up. <laughs> the fog's a little purple. Yep. Uh, there's a you know, shiny ice in his bourbon. Nathan's just chilling in front of the TV. It's screaming purple at him again. Yep, and he's uh he's talking to nobody. He, he actually pours two glasses of bourbon. Yeah, he's talking to probably Teresa. They're planning out. He's planning out the trip with her. They're gonna go on, and then the Parthenon and. <laughs> But upstairs, Mom has gone full. Do you remember the terrible film Legion? Uh, I never saw that, no. Did you see the only good part of it, which was the trailer with the grandma? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's uh, There was an extended trailer for that movie. This old woman, there's a bunch of these people in the diner. And she, like this old woman just starts going full mask off wild you're all gonna die here and then she just suddenly unhinges her jaw and her limbs grow out into this spidery thing and okay. she crab walks up onto the ceiling ah so some devil man shit yeah and um that's basically what mom has gone at this point just yeah. spider legs and a grandma gray head and the face has gotten long and occasionally you see what's probably the remnants of Jack on her side. Yeah, he's still there. He's still he's still going. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Oh yeah. And she's just dripping. It's mostly CGI at this point. Yeah. It's it's not as amazing. I'm I'm not I'm not complaining that they used computer graphics. It's just it's just, I I don't know. I just notice it in general. No, it's a letdown after the really good physical work on the other critters, yeah. but the way this thing moves, I don't know that you could get a good puppet. Yeah, there's absolutely no way. The, mm -hmm. Not without a lot of cuts. Yes. You'd have to have like some sort of crazy uh, little shop of horrors rig going to even try it. Yeah, speaking of needing some ILM shit, but, um, Sheriff Pierce arrives, Ward's yeah. there too, and Nathan answers the door, and he is out of it. Yeah. He looks like he's been on a three-day bender at this point, which, you know, he might have. Time's, time's weird. We've been having a hard time, you know? Things have been a little rough out here. <laughs> uh, yeah, come in, come in. All right. Yeah, hey, where's your wife? And he turns to the room with the television. He's like, oh, she's she's right here. Yeah, the whole family's here. Uh, everyone is a little <laughs> worried by this. And yeah, we... that's when they hear the scream. <laughs> well, well, no. Uh, the other best line of the movie, he, uh, which was also from the story. Uh, yeah, we stick together. But what? Oh, Teresa says except Benny. Benny lives in the well now. <laughs> yes yes i did forget that one that and the scream are where everyone <laughs> who is not nathan is like Ugh. so 
Yeah. They just got here and they're already done. Yep. Yeah, they run upstairs. Ward's trying to get the lock open. The sheriff is not having to get back, smashes it in, busts in, and they just see this spider thing drooling over Lavinia. It's not eating, just drooling. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And Nathan walks in without a word, just fires twice into Teresa into what's probably Jack. Yeah. Done. This entire movie is just chaos from here on out. Yeah, it's going to be real. It's sort just... of like Jigoku. Going to be a little hard to describe <laughs> this fluently. Yeah, everything just it, it just happens really fast and it all looks extremely difficult to film. Um, I love one read here because he's he's kind of back in control. And he leans down to his daughter and he just says, it's going to be okay. And he looks over and he sees the thing that used to be his wife. And without missing, he just goes, fuck. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) I might splice it in because it's pitch perfect. (sighs) But they're all... uh, At this point, the blood is starting to become puce. It's not quite glowing fully, but it's it's too bright it's, it's, out of all the gardeners. Yeah, it's, it's not right. And Lavinia is starting to glow. The sheriff and Ward and Nathan and Lavinia are walking outside. And that is when the well just bursts forth with light. And Nathan lifts his shotgun that he's still got. But the sheriff does not know what to make of this. He, I guess he thinks he's about to shoot Ward in the back or something. Yeah, we get we you know. get a first person shot of him and it looks like he's aiming at the well. But also we uh, when it, when it zooms out for a wider shot, it does kind of look like he's also pointing at Ward. So it's a little yeah. fuzzy what's going on. But either way, sheriff just takes Nathan out. Yeah. Does not give him the chance. And <laughs> Lavinia is in indignant yep uh and she you know, ward's going no, come on we've we've got a car the car works let's go and she just says none of us are getting out of here so they hear a noise from ezra's cabin and the sheriff and ward are like oh shit there is another person here <laughs> okay lavinia we're coming back we're gonna get you no no i live here are i think her last <laughs> words uh, no, yeah, no uh, way. She does say it. Yeah, she she is in another scene. I don't remember if she actually talks. Yeah, I don't think she does. But yeah, I think those are her final words. Are I live here, and she's just lying on the porch next to her father. Ezra's place. Oh boy, it is glowing, and there is this rumble from outside. And they walk in, and... They hear him talking. It burns. I I think I missed a couple lines. I tried to get as much of this, because this is wild. Uh, what I wrote down was, nothing, nothing, cold and wet, but it burns. Then I stopped. Gotcha. Sucking the life out of everything. 
It lives in the well, poisoning everything, changing it into something like the world it came from, like the world it knows. We know it's coming, but we ain't so. It fed itself on us, got strong, came from the stars. It's just a color, but it burns. And throughout this whole thing, we, um, we slowly pan over and Ezra has just become this sunken skull and all of this is coming out of his tape equipment and it's uh unsure which part of this is speaking if it's a recording if it's new it starts glowing oh shit get out yeah the the reel to reel is moving so i assumed it was it, it was the recording but it really at this point it it could be anything <laughs> it could be the cat yep. yeah it's kind of becoming hard to tell what's what uh just they're they're getting out of here because it started glowing and they want nothing to do with that and just for no reason one of the trees just grabs the sheriff from yeah. the ground his hat does a little pratfall from the sky and um whoop. it eats him it, it just kind of crushes him and ward does not stick around for the details yeah ward just goes I ain't stopping that. <laughs> he grabs the gun, runs. And he's and back, he gets back at and the La well. And Ugh. Lavinia is standing there in front of it, and she is fully colored up. And she just lets out this scream, and the well bursts with color. And he sees things in it. It's, um, it's basically the great old ones out of Lovecraft shit, but with a very Pacific Rim touch, like the Jaeger planet that they get at the end of that. That's what you see. Tentacle planet with a big shrine. Yep. It, 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 uh, it zoomed. There's like a bunch of, uh, like, uh, the, whatever the cosmic galaxy looking stuff is, like nebulas? I guess nebulas, yeah, probably, right? bunch yeah. of neb nebulas everywhere, and then it zooms in on the planet, and it zooms in on the. There's just the entire floor is tentacle, or the ground is tentacles, and then we see this shrine. It's yep. just it, it's it did really, uh, didn't work for me at all. <laughs> no, it's clearly them trying to show the incomprehensibly alien great old ones mm. chilling on their home outside of space and time but it's, a, it's if the, you don't know that it's just a bunch of vision i mean it's it's too comprehensible which again yeah. i don't know what the correct solution of showing it and also keeping it like that is so i, I can't i can't like blame them or anything i just it didn't work for me at all but a, a good touch, especially right after Ezra's speech, is uh, we just cut back to reality and Ward is screaming as the grass starts reaching up yes. like the tentacled ground of that planet, trying to consume him while light bursts out of Lavinia. Uh, he, he gets up, he's like rolls, moves, just can't let it pin him. And this is where the 
world starts to melt. He's leaving trails in space as he goes for every, like, any well, shelter. The the color bursting out of the well has just become this gigantic tornado that extends all the way out into space. But and Ward is running inside, and the footage is, like, he's leaving trails, but not always, because it's not a consistent thing. Just in certain shots, yeah. he just drips behind him as time and space start falling apart it's a good effect yes <laughs> yeah as we said very hard to describe this last bit um for some reason nathan is inside at the tv again and he's just like come on over here take a seat we cut back another time uh he's speaking in lavinia's voice which mm. like Every time we cut back from Ward to Nathan, something else has gone more and more wrong. <laughs> Suddenly, shadows of the family are on the couch. Um, Come on, we're watching Nathan TV. Is like, yeah. Nathan is like pursuing him, like he's fighting, and finally he gets knocked down, and Ward sees the basement door, and he just crawls inside the cellar, and... Whatever is happening up top, Nathan cannot follow, and Ward just gets into the corner and goes into the fetal position. And in what is a pretty impressive shot, all of the wine just starts shattering as the keening outside and the lights and everything build to a climax. And it fades to pink and then white. And we just come up in... um. Da, 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 the blasted heath of the end of the novel where it's just nothing but ash all and we slowly slowly zoom out up there's no further as there is yeah. no more color around it is all white and ward is just the only thing you see as he's crawling out from under all of the, and like the house is not in ruins there is no debris there is just ash and as it gets further we slowly see the edge of this field and then just the forest but it's a wide berth like yeah, miles, miles. There's, uh he, he he finds the compass and, yep. and picks it up i'm which again didn't didn't really go anywhere but it's just there it's just no. like this really happened i guess and we find out the the epilogue is another bit of narration from Ward, and he's just standing on the dam, which they did finish. He said the Gardner place is miles underwater now, but I will never drink of the water that comes from this dam. I have seen what is down there. I hope it is too deep, but I don't trust it. And he just he's finishes a cigarette on top of this thing. And yes, he smokes now. Yeah. <laughs> he looks haunted. Like, he's not saying anything, but this actor is just selling a thousand-yard stare on top of this dam. He just hucks the butt in and walks... Like, nothing I can do to this water is any worse than what <laughs> may be in it already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he is he is reading from the story again. Uh, in, it is in a the little voiceover. different. 
just because they do not there is no damn in the original yeah. story from my memory well just just the voiceover what he was saying yeah uh it, it was just a color out of space a messenger from realms whose existence stuns the brain and numbs us with the gulfs that it throws open before our frenzied eyes yes and, and so that's the movie that that is the movie it's it is a slow starter, but once it gets going, my god! Yeah, it it, it is. It, it it was a fun watch. It did not sell me on Lovecraft it, stuff in general, but uh, it's de- definitely a, a a neat interpretation of uh, of like how do we even do this? <laughs> it's it's base. It's basically just an impossible task, anyway, and just seeing seeing people go all out in it uh is pretty fun i i i enjoyed a lot of the the interpersonal the interactions between the family was really were the interactions between the family were really fun and how that just kind of shifted constantly uh just just completely fluid how anybody will react to anything at any time and yet there's no part where you look at it and go, oh, that's a real clunker yeah. as or, the whole. That that character would never do that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I believe that Benny would crawl into the death well. <laughs> yep. I, I can definitely see. You know, maybe you tighten this up of a couple of the early shots, a couple of the things where people are just wandering around, but. There's nothing that really stands out as a you could cut that and the movie loses nothing. Sure. Everything, not everything comes together in the end. There's a lot of loose ends. Why did the compass live? Okay, whatever. But you get a good ride the whole way through. I I didn't, I I didn't really, I, I I don't know if Ward was really a great character. He... He was base. He was a stand-in for the narrator of the story, who also didn't really do a whole lot of anything. He was just there. He was just there to be the observer. Yep. And so, what? What? Once I made that connection, it makes more sense that he is the one survivor. Uh, but o- overall, he he felt a little dry, especially because he didn't really get the opportunity to to go. Uh, to go mad with the color out of space. Yeah, he doesn't go hog like anyone else. He's gotta be the straight-laced one the whole time, even when he's bouncing off the sheriff. The sheriff just has a gun. <laughs> sheriff has a gun, but he also gets to make some real good faces. True. True. Ah. <sighs> So yeah, what have you got for me next? All right, all right. So uh, next time, I was thinking um, the movies that we've done up to this point—they're all pretty like open physically mm-hmm. in terms of like the geography or uh, like where the characters are. It's been pre- mm-hmm. like pretty wide open. There's pretty much all of them have like a period of time where they could have just left. Uh, they they could have just gone and just walked right out of the situation. 
Like even Saw 4, mm-hmm. the main character was just kind of given free reign to the city and he was he just damn it, I've got to save everybody myself. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking let's get something a little more claustrophobic. All right. Uh, and what I have chosen is uh, a British movie from 2006, uh, which I had intended to watch when it was new and it just never happened. Uh, the Descent. I know this by reputation, so I will be curious. I have heard, uh, in general, very good things. Uh, Mm -hmm. Same. It is, uh, so, it is, uh, I figure at least one more that we'll probably enjoy I should pick before I go back to dumpster diving. I mean, I'm slowly (laughs) pulling myself out of my art house nouveau cinema into... (laughs) more common things so eventually we'll land in the middle with occasional teases uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah uh is the descent it is uh it's streaming on a bunch of the uh the free with ads services uh to be roku um i'll put it on between columbos you can rent it uh the description on Tubi here A spelunking trip Mm. turns to horror as a group of friends are entombed in a cave shared with creatures that not only thrive in the darkness, but feed on human flesh. Which seems like a bad place for them to be if that's what they eat. It's a terrible environment, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be checking that out, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, and we will see you next week, everyone. Yep. Goodbye. See ya.